0: hi i'm kevin pretending to be alex but i'm still super <laughs> and i'm dennis and i am natural he is <laughs> natural and They're that making leaves
1: me the junkie what? rude
0: yes well that means you get to interrupt more oh
1: good okay. and
0: dominate conversations
1: okay and who are we
0: we are the supernatural, supernatural junkies, junkies. good news everyone What? we have a new channel called the supernatural junkies on rumble
1: that's amazing what how do they find us on rumble
0: well first of all instead of searching for videos search for channels look up supernatural junkies and there we are that's awesome you guys got to check it out god bless you guys
1: Hello everyone. Welcome to Supernatural Junkies. It's Alex here, and I'm here with Dr. Kevin.
0: Just by myself.
1: <laughs> All right. Nope, <laughs> that's not true. We have some guests today. Now, you know them because we have had both these guests before, but we have Dr. Daniel Bernard. He is here with us today. From
0: he, Somebody it, Cares, Tampa Bay. That's
1: right. And they just celebrated their 25 years of service here in Tampa Bay. Is that right? We were at the gala. Yeah. It was lovely. It's amazing. They're doing amazing work. Uh, you can find that information. We'll have that, of course, in the show notes with a link to Dr. Daniel's information. Um, he's also the author of five books, and he is here today along with Pastor Dozer. You guys also know about him, Word of Grace and Truth we got Ministries. Dozer in the house. Well, that, yep, that's right. We have them both, two heavy hitters, because today we are talking about the 50-day fight. Now, if you're wondering what is that, well, we're going to let Dr. Daniel tell us all about it.
2: Well, the 50-day fight. It is uh, actually this is round two. We started in 2020. 50 days before the election that there in 2020. Uh, same theme, just basically praying 50 days, different state every day and trying to identify and pray for those candidates that would uphold the biblical values and principles upon which this country is founded upon. And, uh, and of course, you know in the midst of all that we're praying on various issues that are facing the nation and our communities and of course, uh, that uh, the church would be in revival, the, perch would, the church would uh, get on fire and stand up for truth and, uh, and speak, to, uh, speak truth to our culture, of course, with grace, as Jesus did, according to John 1.12. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's what it's all about. <clears throat> we have different guests on on a regular basis, well, on every day, actually. So, and then we pray for that different state, believing that uh, prayer is going to make the difference.
0: So if we had fifty-one states, you would have had to go fifty-one days.
2: That, yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, we well, kind of you know, we, we we kind of put we we throw Washington D in Washington D.C. in there as well as part of the, you know. So we, we kind of double down in a couple days. Uh, but yeah, yeah, we would whatever it would be. But thankfully, it's 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 you know it's quite a job. Uh, we, we bring in national guests uh, and getting people to come on to lead in prayer every day, and then of course it, it's live streamed to a national audience people can go to the fight.live or 50dayfight.com. So thefight.live, it's there Monday through Friday at noon. Uh, you'll see us there. And then on Saturday night, it's at 9 p.m., our friend Doug Small in Project Prey. Uh, he's leading in at that time. And then on Sunday with Dr. James Garlow. Many people know Dr. James Garlow. And he's at Sunday night at 8 p.m. He's facilitating it for us at that time. And
1: yeah. there's also a YouTube channel. That's where I, I catch some of my. I just I saw the one, with the uh, the last couple. And you also had John Schneider. Yep. On there, actor, um, and activist, and um, that's because he,
3: she
0: occasionally likes blondes, and he just happens to be one. You know. Okay, but he's also a godly man. Kevin, <laughs> calm down.
1: Anyway. <laughs> and
2: he, he, you know, he portrayed me in the movie The Favorite. I was
1: just going to mention that, oh, but there you go. interrupted me. Another oh, blonde. And if you guys haven't seen that movie, you should catch it. It's a great movie. It was written by your son, right? Yep. And yep. you and your wife produced it. It's a great movie, great Christian movie. So you'll be able to watch. that Yeah, with John Schneider. That's
2: a great episode. It's on Facebook and so forth. But he was on fire. Yeah. yeah and uh, we're gonna have Kevin Sorbo and Michelle Bachman, uh, David case. Barton, Lieutenant Colonel Alan West. Uh, you know, I mean, we've had some great guests today. We had Doctor Terry Teckle. Boy, he was awesome. And, and he
0: wrote the book Praying in the Name of Jesus, or what Praying was it? in the
2: Name of Jesus for 21 centuries. So he talked about centuries. they didn't have anything back in the day, uh, but the testimony of Jesus, that you know the testimony they had of what Jesus had done in their life, and praying in the name of Jesus, and they turned the all world right. upside down. He talks about you know St. Patrick as he uh, would uh, came onto Ireland and you know the UK saw 120,000 people get baptized, wow. and mm. all he had was the name of Jesus and his testimony, yeah. and look what God would do, amen?
1: Amen. Well, we yeah. want that that revival, we want that revival again today.
2: Abs- absolutely, and that's what, the tw- that's what the 50 day fight's really about. I mean, uh, quite frankly, <clears throat> as I mentioned, we are all praying for revival, oh God, pour out your spirit upon the land, blah, blah, blah. But the bottom line is this, is that God is ready to do that, mm-hmm. but he's waiting on us, because what happens is, is, over in history, you'll see it in the book of Acts, when we make the commitment to stand for God and His kingdom, you know, and speak truth in the midst of the enemy, in the midst of evil, uh, in the midst of wrong, mm-hmm. then God—that's where God meets us. He meets us at that place of commitment, and you'll see it over and over again. You know, there's there's there there's people. They go out, they commit, they share the truth, they share the good news of Jesus Christ. They they come against the evil, and uh, and persecution happens. And when persecution happens then comes the power it's Mm. it happens over over that's the that's the pattern you see over and over again and so that's that's what we're believing that's what's necessary for today to happen to see happen so today you know the people say well you're you know we're getting political and i said no we're getting biblical amen you know because you know let's face it number one this is the only country that you find where our rights do not come from a government it doesn't come from a king or a dictator it comes from God himself. Right. So our country is set up like that. So founded upon Christian principles. And, it, 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 and by the way, our subline for, you know, byline for this is make America godly again, the Christian MAGA. Because that. if we make it godly again, it will be great. It's a byproduct of godliness, right? And so, and that's what made America great in the first place. Mm-hmm. And, so, and so we see the greatness that took place in America uh, because of, the, of, the, of those very facts. And as a Christian... How can you not, when you understand how this country has been used to spread the gospel to all the nations, and there's three, still 3.5 you know, billion people who don't know Jesus Christ or have not heard the name of Jesus, and knowing that this country has been used in such a way, how can you not fight to preserve the freedoms that we have in order for us to fulfill the Great Commission, number one? Right. Number two, it's a point of stewardship. Yep. If this is what God has done, God ordained the governments, and He's ordained the government of the United States and of, of America in a very special way above all other governments. How can we not then fight and to preserve the this country? It's it's ridiculous. And and then when you consider the fact that you know when we when we talk to people, uh, you know, well, I will not even get into um, which we can the whole idea that what John the Baptist and Jesus they they dealt with. The political leaders at that time, because this, they were both religious leaders and political leaders,
0: that's right. With
2: the Sanhedrin and so forth, they're the ones who are making man's laws and how and he and the, the woes that you see in Matthew 23 and so forth. Jesus is dealing with the leaders because some of those laws, you know, were were unjust and they were hurting and, and they just like today, the leaders themselves, you know, they weren't uh, submitting to that law. You know, you know, but they are putting that law on everybody else. And Jesus rebuked them. Woe. Woe means judgment's coming. That's what woe means. So, you know, Jesus did that. He confronted them. You know, when you talk about grace and truth, you think about Jesus in in, in John chapter 8. They were going back and forth, you know, with the religious leaders. And remember, they said, hey, wait a minute. God's our father. And then Abraham's our father. Jesus came and said, no, your father's the devil. <laughs> wow. And you do what he desires. <laughs> wow. I mean, yeah. how more blatantly honest and truthful can you be than that? Mm-hmm. And so Jesus, yeah, he came in grace and truth, but man, when we came with truth, he came with it, Bubba. You mm-hmm. know, there was no you know, there was no compromise or anything. And today, when you think about this, you know, the main thing is this Senator Ted Cruz, he was here in town Sunday. I went and heard him. And he says, what's happening at the border? Check this out. This is terrible. And excuse me, audience, because it's kind of graphic. But these young women are coming across the border, five five years old even. Mm -hmm. And these people from the cartel, people who are doing the sex trafficking and so forth, they are raping these little girls. And they're hanging their underwear up on a tree. Mm. Mm. And so you see trees decorated with these little panties from these girls and it's to say, in your face, wow. this is what we're doing to you, and, you, know, and you, you can't stop us. And they're doing this to these people that are coming across mm-hmm. the border. Now, is that biblical that we should fight that, or is that political? Right. Hello? Right. Is there any question about that whatsoever? Right. When you've got your own four- or five-year-old daughter or granddaughter, she's sitting in a classroom, and some guy dressed up as a— you know, drag queen or whatever, this weird looking guy is now telling them they need to question, you know, what they already recognize with their own eyes of who they are as a male or a female Mm -hmm. and begin to question their sexual identity. What is that? That's a demon. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: The demon is speaking through that. Now you are subjecting your kids, your little kids, your little innocent, vulnerable children to demons. A demon of perversion, a lying spirit and so forth. And
0: what should we do as Christians? What should we do? Well, and I think that this is where you can see there's a fundamental break with with Christians that we don't understand that Jesus was killed for his religious and, of course, political views. And that he actually, it's not just that he kind of left it alone. No, he went right in to where they were. And he called them out. He called them whited sepulchers. He told them that, you know, they're saying all the right things, but what? They're full of dead men's bones. And you start to look at what Jesus said about them. I'm not really sure anyone has ever been told in a matter of fact or a matter of speaking, you know, that they needed to get their act together any worse than that. And you start to see that this is this Problem that we've developed in Christianity that we're only peacemakers, and that love has to learn to fight for the ones we love and fight for the fact that these people are being hurt. Right? If you don't fight for the ones you love, then you're not really loving them. And that's where this fight has really left the church. And that's why, by the way, uh, Daniel did get called a, a bulldog, and one of the last <laughs> things I saw him talk about. So, but I'll tell you what: we we need more people that are willing to just say. You know, fight that we need. This is the time where we need to fight for the ones we love and fight for those little girls that are being hurt there at the border. Don't make it political. Fight for those little girls.
1: Well, that reminds me uh, the movie that we just watched that you really loved that quote, rise and rise again until lambs become lions.
0: And that was out of a Robin, Robin Hood one, you know, but so doc, I'm going to put this one right on Dr. Dozer. So what do you think when I when we talk about the, the church is kind of missing this part of Jesus? Missing the, the the part that stands up to, to
3: the scribes and Pharisees of, of our day. I say, yes, the church is missing that particular part when it comes to standing up against the things that are taking place right now. And as I usually like to do, I like to go to, I'll let go back to the prophets, for example. And you can go all the way back to the book of Deuteronomy. And God spoke to Moses and had Moses tell the people uh, before Saul ever was appointed as king, ordained as king, appointed as king. If you to look at it, God said to Moses that a day was going to come when the people would reject me and that they would want a king just like the other nations. And then God told Moses, this is the type of king that they are to select. And he brought out a number of things. And then one of the things he brought out was that that king was supposed to be one who held to the laws of the Lord. Now, if God is saying this, what does he expect out of leadership? He expects leadership to be morally pure. He expects leadership to have integrity. Now, I'm saying I'm going to the prophets because... Saul did not necessarily walk that way. He fell off, and God sent a prophet to him, Samuel. He gave him another opportunity. Saul blew it, and eventually, uh, the um, the crown we could say the throne was taken away from his family. You can go further when you had pro- we had prophets like Isaiah, and God would send these prophets to speak to. The kings, Jeremiah, to speak to the kings. And some of these individuals would end up being incarcerated, nearly put to death, and in some cases put to death. And then I'll go all the way to John the Baptist. John the Baptist, when he spoke to Herod, he spoke to him because he went went against the law of the Lord and he married his brother's wife. So do I think that the leaders in the church, the church has a responsibility? To its nation? Yes, I do. And I believe that responsibility is to bring out what does set the Lord. The thing that bothers me, oftentimes bothers me, when I hear is when I hear people well, let me just say this. Once I was I was talking to a pastor. And I said, wouldn't it be great if America had a Christian party and we voted and and we put in a president that was straight up Christian? And this pastor says, uh, sort of like this, well, uh, that would be a problem because uh, all the people in America are not Christians. I do believe that we have been given the commission to evangelize the world. But I didn't go to that area, I went to this. When you get these, when you get these secular leaders in there they don't look at it and say, "Well, everybody is not secular." They put in they put in laws and rules that line up with their ideology. And so, yes, I believe that as the church, we do have a responsibility. Uh, we have a responsibility to try and make sure that our nation is following the precepts that God has laid out, even though we know that. There's going to be a fight and there is a fight against it. Even though we know there are times when we may not see that happen, we have been successful if we've moved towards carrying out what we should carry out. So that is how, that is how I see that. I do not believe that we should be silent on those things. The, mm-hmm. Bible, is, the Bible does contain both uh, concerning both social life and political life, uh, civil life, spiritual life. You really cannot have social life without having political life because when you think of politics uh, or when you think of political things, it has to do with community. It has to do with cultures. It has to do with civilization. Mm. It has to do with the setting and laying down of laws, the setting and laying down of rules. Mm. So why would we as Christians say we should sit back and have nothing to do with that and just allow whatever to come to come that is what we're seeing today yeah we can see
0: this this thing brewing and of course the other thing is if you really know American history then you know that previous generations have fought to get what we have right now Mm -hmm. and we are letting that slip away you know and one of the passages that I like that Jesus talked about how you know that we're salt and light and the salt in those days was used as a preservative And then he talks about, you know, that if the salt has lost its use here, what is it good for? It's just going to be trampled upon. Folks, our country is about to be trampled upon, thrown out and discarded because we have failed to be the preservative in light of the decay that has come upon our country. So the next question I would ask, because I want to get Daniel going again here, because usually I turn him down, I mean, turn him up, and then today he is on fire. But what else makes you want to fight, Daniel?
2: Well, you know, I, I, the several things is we talked about biblical or political. 60 million babies being aborted. Is that biblical or political? For us as Christians, it's biblical. Right. Right. You know, and the judgment of God is coming. Right. First of all, you mm-hmm. go to Genesis 9-6, and it talks about, you know, you know, you shed man's blood, by your blood it shall be shed. In other words, it's a curse on the land. When you have that much shedding of innocent blood, yeah. so and then when you think about it, um, here's here's the thing. When you look at history, you know you have Israel and Judah. They wanted to serve other gods, and in doing so, they gave over their sons and daughters to the god Moloch and Baal and yeah. so forth. So, at some point, God says, "Nah, when you do that, that's it. That's it." And he said, so that's what you want. That's what I'm going to give you. So I'm going to hand you over to the Babylonians, the Syrians, and the Persians, and so forth, right? Mm -hmm. And so now we're coming to a place where God's saying, you know, we're saying, yeah, we don't want to be one nation under God. God says, no problem. I'll give you what you want. I'll hand you over to a communist, Marxist, atheist country called China. Mm -hmm. And you don't understand that our intellectual property is being stolen by them. They're they're buying land up by our military bases. Mm They're they're feeding our country the fentanyl through the southern borders and killing our kids and so forth. I mean, it's an invasion, and, and and then of course, and they've infiltrated our our FBI, our DOJ, our you know even our friend uh, Trevor Loudon. He's who's been on several times on the 50 Day Fight. He just came out with a book, just identifying <laughs> senators and people in Congress
0: who are communists, Marxists. Socialists. And, and they couldn't actually pass, you know, the, the tests necessary to get into the FBI. Exactly. So they couldn't, you know. Uh so you know the the and yet they have, you know, kinds of accesses to all
2: kinds of things. So when you when you look at all this, you're going like, Wow. Uh and then, you know, there is a, a good movie, got rather documentary called The Enemies Within the Church mm-hmm. <clears throat> that he put on. In that they had a quote from the Chinese uh academic studies, uh, basically, you know, the Chinese regime, they studied America for 20 years. And here's the quote, I'm gonna, I'm gonna paraphrase, it, I don't have it in front of me, but basically they said, we thought first it was your guns that you just had more power than us. Then we looked at your, pol- your economic system, just thought you had a better economy than us. Then we looked at your political system, and we thought that was why you were so great, you know, for the last unprecedented greatness for 200 years, they said, but then we looked at your, your religion, Christianity, yeah. and there is no doubt. They said, that "They said there is no doubt that this is the reason for your greatness." Now that's from them, and so that's right. And look
1: at where the attacks are coming. Right?
2: So of course, yeah. and so when you look at okay, the, so the soul of America, you know, is is the church, right? And so what can they do if they can be, you know, you know, they couldn't. Uh, you know, they, 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 they could only infiltrate Israel and compromise them and corrupt them, right? So what's happening today? Same thing in the church. Yeah. That's why Trevor put out the land enemies within the church. And so that's what's happening within the church. Mm. So if, the, if it becomes so weak, so compromised, so diluted, that the salt then loses the saltiness and is good for nothing but to thrown out and be trampled underfoot by men. Mm. And that's why it's so important for now, even as we see today, where we, we are seeing a number of people rise up going to office, a great number because of work like uh, Dr. James Garlow and uh, David Lane and people challenging even pastors. And we have Doug Fairbanks and, um, I mean, Bur- um, Doug uh, Banks and, and others even locally here that have gone and, and are now who are pastors who have, are, are running for office and so forth. But the point being is that we're, we're starting to rise up and it's time for the church to rise up because we see that as all these candidates, you know, there's all kinds, of, we're never going to match you know, the, because, you know, Satan is of this world. Mm-hmm. We're You know, we're not going to match all the monies that George Soros and all these people that are throwing, you know, millions and millions of dollars at these candidates. Mm-hmm. That's right. You know, it's, I mean, ridiculous. Like, you know, I think there's $90 million that Warnock has going against Herschel Walker. Right. So we got to realize that we're not going to match them dollar for dollar. Right. But, but it's by us going out through the grassroots and doing the efforts of, of mobilizing the church. Yeah. Which of which is like thirty million of the didn't vote. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Well, I just. But got... but but not only that. But it says you know. Remember the the, the word in Zechariah says, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. That's where, regardless of how much money, every time, regardless of their resources and so forth, you know, if we'll pray and we'll seek His face, you know, and as it says, they will we'll turn from our wicked ways. Mm-hmm. Wickedness is, listen, wickedness is not something that the lost people do. Wickedness is something that God's people do because they know what to do and they do it not, right? right. And they actually do something against, they, they actually go against what, what they know to be right. Mm-hmm. And so he said, you'll turn from your wicked ways, then he would heal the land. So the church of Jesus Christ in America has to turn from the wicked and cry out in desperation for God. To do a miracle because that's what it's gonna take. A miracle happened in twenty sixteen okay. with Donald right. J. Trump. Right. There's no question about that. Yeah. Right. I'll never forget that shock. I went to bed at ten PM that night, and you know why? That night that he was elected, mm-hmm. I said, it's done. I knew it was done. I went up, sure enough, next morning, Donald J. Trump is the forty fifth president of the United States of America. Wow.
1: That was a crazy moment. And
2: we we have to, you know, you know, press in, you know, like never before. Yep. Uh this this is it. This is our hour yep. for us to stand and by the way, you know, when people look upon this and they said, Well, you know, we're about making disciples, right? I said, You know what? When you teach people to fight the enemy and fight like this and fight with truth and to get armed with truth and fight, he said, Then he said, "Then you're making disciples. You know what I mean? When you teach your, when you teach your people how to deal and minister and as a culture at hand, and and unfortunately, what happens is that yes, do we feel compassion for all these people who are caught in the midst of all this propaganda and yes. who are in the midst of getting all these lies spoken to them? I mean, where else do people? You know, where else? You, you know, do you see the queer community?" Right. In, in india or africa
1: right. no, why? no why well in other why? countries they would no. be put to death
2: you know you don't, you don't uh, see that uh, yeah. why don't you see it why because it's all been about you know the the agenda and so that's the whole problem we want to love those people and because they're confused and because they've been caught in the trap of these lies but it's it's so difficult sometimes we, we want to love the individual but man we still got to come against the agenda. Amen. And and we have to come, you know, we have to be action, but we man we need to pray like never before and it's the and, and that's why we need you out there to join the 50 day fight. Amen. You can join in with prayer. Just you can come on go to the 50dayfight.live live. Uh, He's on fire. or or the live, and you can go on. We need you to prayer because the power of agreement that's that we right. We talked about yeah. today the power of agreement of praying in the name of Jesus. That's right. And, and so that's like what we're doing. So come on. If you'd like to lead in prayer, we're, we vet people, you know, so you're just not going to come on. Nilly willy you just come they, on. you anyway. let me on, but then my computer <laughs> was not working. Or so, yeah, you got to be, yeah, I had a little bit of techie savvy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, all you got to do is click a link. Hello. Oh, but I anyway. Did, I did. <laughs> Because I wasn't there to produce it. But but then but then <laughs> you, so you can you can actually lead in prayer, but then also you you can watch and agree in prayer with us.
3: So well, you know
0: one, one one thing too when you were talking about you know how they're they're coming against our country. The, the same thing that China did to us is exactly what, of course, the, the 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 people in Canaan did against Israelites, right? And who did they go hire? They hired Balaam. And right now, we have communists around the world that have hired every professor in our country to teach this stuff to our children. So we have been infiltrated. If you look at almost any general, I know General McMahon has talked about this. And, of course, we had uh, General Jim McLean that's coming up here, I believe, in another week. And they talked about how there is an information war. And these guys are telling you, we are hacking your brains. We're going to censor this stuff. You see, and you start to think where Bible says that my people perish for lack of knowledge. So we want to sympathize for the people that are being, you know, hooked into this, this, this false information that's being put out here. But this is also how we have to fight that. And we fight that with the spirit and we fight that with truth.
1: Sure. So, you know, Daniel's really passionate today and I love it. And he's already answered a couple of my questions. I mean, obviously he's answered what you would say or why it's important for the church to become political at this point um but i want to ask him how and where should we be looking for information about our elections local and national do you have well you, the, you
2: know there's a, the uh you know family alliance family policy uh you know there's there's a bunch of voter guides if you really want you know find the yep. voter guides that are out there they're out there we have some on our website and so forth and we have a list of candidates that we and listen they don't, they don't they're not are not they are not all christian but we're, we're at least trying to believe that they're the ones who would uphold the biblical values. Sure. And okay? that's what
1: you have to look for as you know, a Christian. Like, like, let's just be yeah. honest
2: with Dr. Oz. He's not a Christian. Right. I think he's Jewish. But, you know, he's going to uphold those values, right, for the most part, as we, as we understand it. So, yeah. So, I mean, if not, we got plenty of voter guides and so forth. Yes. And we don't have it across the country. But every state has those and...
1: Or contact we, your local church. They should yeah, have some. If they
2: don't, they call support. somebody CARES team of A. You know, call us, you know, 727-536-CARE. We'll we'll get it, you know, we'll, we'll help you to find those voter guides wherever, whatever state you're in. We definitely have them, um, you know, for the state of Florida, especially yep. f- regarding uh, Governor DeSantis. And, you know, it gives Yay. them parallel. It just sits right, right and left to who's, what does what Charlie Crist, you know, uh, believe? And. Mm-hmm you know, mm-hmm. how has he voted and drawn and Santos, Marco Rubio as well, and yeah. so on. So it's right there side by side and you can see the difference. And, and then you all had to choose, like who's lining up more closely with biblical principles and values and vote accordingly.
1: That's right. I mean, sometimes it's, it's hard to believe that yeah. other Christians talk about being Christians, but they'll vote in ways that are completely contradictory to their values, what they claim are their values.
3: I, if I might say, I, I wouldn't say it's about, I just want to say this because I believe it can be misconstrued what's said. I don't believe it's so much about the church becoming political because if we become political, then we can lose our identity. But I believe it's about the church being involved Amen. in what our politics, what our nation's politics are. That's very, because polit- when you look at that word, once again, we look at the word politics, mm-hmm. okay, it has to do with citizens within a community. And the word tells us that our conversation or our citizenship is in heaven. And that doesn't mean that we are exempt from being involved with what happens in the earth, but it speaks of our behavior should be that which becometh those who are born again. So now, as Christians, yes, I believe that we should Let me just say it like this uh, There's a pastor that I know And I have to say that There's a pastor that I know And let be honest He's diehard Democrat But yet, I believe he gets all this information From MSNBC
1: mm-hmm.
3: Right. And, and one day I, I shared with him I said, you need some contacts And he said to me You know, you did something I'd never do He said you just disrespected me. I don't ever disrespect you. And I thought about it a little later, and I was a little serious, and it sounds a little humorous. I said, "Well, maybe he thought I was talking about his eyes because he wear glasses." But I <laughs> was speaking of him knowing some people because what you're doing is you're allowing someone to give you their ideology, mm-hmm. and or ideology, however you want to pronounce it. You're allowing someone to do that, and then from that, you're making your decisions as to how you're going. And in truth, if you decide to go. Uh, with the secular, humanistic, socialist, Marxist, uh, soon-to-be communist party, you are actually going against the church Mm -hmm. when you do that. So as Christians, we need to be aware of politics. I do believe that we should have uh, Christian leaders in politics. This same person says, uh, no, you can't be a Christian and be in politics. So my next question is, then why would you vote? Why would you vote in something that you cannot be a part of? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I believe you need to have Christian leaders so that we can have values that are Christian values. I believe that wholeheartedly. Uh, Daniel, Daniel was Daniel was number one when it came to uh, the presidents in his, and president as far as they're concerned. At that time, it was different from us, but as far as the position that he was in, this man was. He was placed above three others, above two others. And so he was, even though he was a prophet, he had a political position. Isaiah comes from a family of royalty. Okay? And then all of these things come under God. It's God who sets up, is God who plugs down. The power that be are ordained of God when they operate the way that God intended for them to operate. And how can we expect for political leaders to operate the way that God intends for them to operate? if we're not going to get involved and we're not going to vote based on christian values Mm. so it's not so much about us becoming political as it is about us being aware of these political positions and we make sure uh that we do what we're supposed to do Mm. to see that these positions line up with the will of God. I'm still going to be God first. I'm still going mm-hmm. to godliness is still going to be first. Mm-hmm. And a part of that will be what I support, what I decide to support. I cannot, I cannot decide to support something else and yet say, but listen, I support God. I cannot support same sex marriage and say, yeah, but I believe what God's word says. I can't abo- uh, support abortion and say, yes, I believe what God's word says. I can't, I can't support uh, this transsexual thing and say, I'm not going to look at just one issue. I can't do any of those particular things. When uh, uh, Dr. Kevin brought up about Balaam, I was like, "Well, I didn't really need to say anything because that was just that's what was sitting on my mind." Yeah. And I believe this nation, this nation worked this way out of a lot of its problems. And in the, I, I would have to say, in the late '80s and in the '90s, and in the early part of the 21st century, to me, you saw America at its greatest. And the reason I say you saw America at its greatest is because everybody had an opportunity. No, it wasn't after World War II. You saw America at its greatest in those times. And I do believe that Satan saw this and there were people that saw this. And it was like, if all of these people can come together as one, if all these people can be united, regardless of their skin color or their ethnicity, there is no way that we can move our plan. The only way our plan can work is if we can cause some division. That's so right. you had to bring up things from decades past, things that people have never seen before and you use any situation and what you'll do is you will just magnify it by bringing it up over and over and over again and people will begin to believe that this is happening all the time. It doesn't matter whether it's a criminal, it doesn't matter whether it's a rapist, it doesn't matter. If something happens with that person, you try to make a martyr out of that person and you have these different organizations Uh, and these different groups that are pushing these people. And just like you said, America was getting great. The only way to damage it was to do the same thing that Balaam did with the Israelites, to do the same thing that the doctrine of Balaam did in Pergamus. What you have to do is you have to make the people curse unto themselves. And I believe the things that you're seeing happen in America is what's cursing America. I was just listening today. The United States Army fell 25% below its recruit a recruitment goal. That means they were 20,000 men short, 20,000 recruits short, 20,000 new soldiers short. The Air Force met theirs. The Navy met theirs. But from my understanding, they had to go into what you call, um. you have individuals who end up in the military, but it's like, at that time, it's not time for you to go and enlist, okay? It may be six months to a year from now. Well, they got to bring those in now because they don't have enough. And then last but not least, all individuals, all males, all males who are at a military age, of all males at a military age, only about 25% qualify, mm only about 25% qualify and it is not so much because of education but it's because of it's because of crime it's because of drug addiction and things of the like oh and these Lord. things are not by chance if you want to weaken a nation then what you do is you weaken its people you that's destroy right. its people and i believe that's what we're seeing today and if we're not careful, which if we're not careful, and when I say careful, what I'm saying is if there's no repentance, we will be a prey Yes. for countries that envy. There are nations that envy mm-hmm. the blessings of this nation, yes. and we will be a prey if we're not careful. So for the Christian in this country, I want to say you've got to wake up. Yep, and you've got to look at you've got to look at. Thus said the Lord. Don't don't come back and say, oh, so you're saying I got to be a Republican. No, what I, I'm not a Republican, but I'm not a Democrat. I will say this: I'm 64 years old. I'm black, and I've never voted for a Democrat in my life because there's 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 nothing that they stand for for the most part that I see that line up with the will of God. There you and go. And so I'm not going to line up with that. And this is how. This is how we have to look at it if we, first and foremost, if we love God, we have to line up with what lines up with him. That's right. If Watch we love it. our nation and we want to see our nation survive, we have to line up with what's going to be best for our nation. This is not a time for vengeance. This is not time to allow your emotions to get in the way. Mm-hmm. And the way that the change is going to come is through what I believe we were talking about from the beginning is prayer. Whenever there's prayer, there also need to be repentance. There need to be a change of direction, a change of heart, a change of course. There need to be prayer and repentance in this season. I believe if you pray with a pure heart before God, I believe if you repent before God, God will show you the direction to go. And if you're doing this and your heart is with God, I don't believe that you can line up with anything and not have conviction if it does not line up with the will of God. I just don't believe you can do that.
1: Well said. Well said. Very thoughtful.
3: So we always. got to be there at the kickoff. We got to
0: see Trevor Loudon, and of course, he's got those two awesome movies. We really recommend it. I did get to hear Kevin McGarry uh, the other day, and he was talking about the roots of racism in this in in this country. And you know, that's a great book to pick up. Uh, pick up. What was the name of it? Woked again? up. Woke up. And I just bought it, by the way. I just just gave a chance to get it. So, and he was talking about the roots of how racism was developed in this country to actually control and divide us. That's all this stuff is. This is the hocus-pocus. This is us cursing ourselves. This is the place everybody wants to be, but now they have tricked the people that live here into cursing ourselves and pretending like we don't have it the best of anybody in the world. And this is the time that we need to fight. We got fear. How many days left do we have, Daniel? We have 21. Well, today... Uh, after today, it's 20. 20. So, so we, 20, you know, we've gone 29 days. We've got
2: 21 mm-hmm. left. And uh, listen, I want to also just share with people, um, well, two things. One is that Kevin McGarry's book is awesome because what he does is he really develops and shows that it was through Darwin and his philosophy that was picked up by people like Hitler, yes, Margaret mm-hmm. Sanger, and so forth, and that he goes through and shares that, you know, Darwin was an atheist. He was also a racist. Mm-hmm. And and this is what they this is what the communists um, are, are built on through Darwin, and yet he's hailed as a hero. He's in, in every one of our schools, mm. you know. And by the way, you know evolution. You know that's of course that's that's the only thing taught in China. By the way, right? Really? You know that's the only thing. So they're 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 atheists why? Because they're picking up from darwin mm. you know yeah. but he's hailed as a hero in all of you know and we're, we're studying him and all our children are studying him mm. in, in, in evolution like it's a fact yeah. it's terrible but so anyway i, I just want to just make make that note but you, you know when we come together to pray and uh and that's why we're doing challenge everybody do it as a community we're doing it at, you know the fight.life but get together as your community and pray and pray and pray and pray in, um, you know, what uh, God's will is, you know. And it's, uh, you know, again, look at the candidates, look at the Word of God, and you mm-hmm. can determine that. But this is all about we want to encourage people just to to pray and believe right. God. And like Dr. Teckle said today, as you mentioned it here, uh, he talked about Andrew Murray in his book Humility. He said, you know, it's going to take humility on, on on the on the part of the church. To, to really, sum, really, truly submit and walk as the children of the King so that we can have His authority as we go out there. And we'll have that authority together collectively to bring about His will here in the United States of America. And it's just not, again, people say, well, we want, you know, people came back from COVID and they said, well, you know, we just wanted things to get back like the way that we were and so forth. I said, I'm well, going, why? Mm-hmm. The things as they were brought us to this place. Yep. We're, we're, we're you know we're, we're part of the church is becoming apostate and mm-hmm. and and you know and we're losing our country why do we want to go back to no we have to find out God we don't even have an idea what revival looks like we don't even know what desperation looks like because we've just had it so easy for right. so long in this country I'm, I'm talking about myself
0: yeah I agree
2: you know or, you know I mean I've suffered as a missionary in Nigeria mm-hmm. so I know suffering you know yeah. <laughs> I personally have suffered too. for the yeah. gospel's sake in in many ways but 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 yeah you know you know we, we have it good here in the United States of yes. America. I don't think we really clamped on clicks in. It's yep. just like it was with Israel, mm-hmm. like that they think like, like you know they were continuing to put their hands. according to Jeremiah, we are safe, safe to do these detestable things. Mm-hmm. And Jeremiah was, what is he doing as a prophet? He's revealing their heart of hearts, what they're really saying and what we're really saying, you know. And by the way, you know, let's face it. You know, we need to be biblical first, as Dr. Dozier said. Why? Because there are a ton of Republicans and conservatives that need to get saved. That's true. I mean, they need salvation. I mean, we can't equate, you know, Republican and... Being a conservative with salvation—that's no. not true. Right. Uh, I mean, thank you that yes, they are uh, you know people of goodwill perhaps, mm-hmm. uh, and, and you know at least to some degree would line up with us. Mm-hmm. But that's not salvation, and we right. we need to see them saved. We—that's why we want to vote and we want to pray for candidates who know the Lord Jesus Christ two things number 1 that they'll hopefully share the gospel when they're in the senate mm-hmm. when they're in the house of representatives when they're a state senator and, and we're on their school board that they understand that their colleagues need Jesus mm-hmm. you know number 1 number 2 you know is is because we pray and believe that if they're really who they say they are as mm-hmm. Christians then they're not going to compromise they're when it gets tough when it, you know, when the money's coming or whatever it would be, that they're going to say, no, 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 no. I'm standing here regardless. Maybe I won't get reelected, but that's okay. I'm going to stand for truth. That's what we're hoping. That's what we're praying and encouraging people. Run for office if you're a Christian. Mm-hmm. And and we as the church of Jesus Christ need to get behind them, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, just just know that. But it all begins as we pray. Right, prayers. As we pray. So that you can hear the voice of the Lord. You can act and uh, and move. Uh, you know, on what God says.
0: Well, this is another thing that our generation has also lost that America has been almost lost multiple times. We have the first and second great awakenings that completely turned around this country. And that's what it took for us to be here today. And we need to remember that. You know, but I'm just going to play like I'm dumb right now. And I'm just going to ask questions about prayer. Why did you? What was the impetus for this? Why did you, why does it 50-day fight? And why is the 50-day fight prayer primarily? Well, because it's it's the main power source. <laughs> Explain that, because I don't know nothing right now.
2: Well, you know, that, um, that God intervenes in the lives of his people. He intervenes in the... In, in, so you're in, telling
0: me that you talk to God, or you talk, and now what you say is going to make a difference? Well, that's
2: what he said.
3: You know, <laughs> I'm also going to put this out there. <laughs> okay. Now, that, that's excellent. I, I was sitting here thinking about that again. I know I keep saying that, but I am because thoughts are just running across my mind.
0: Because I always wonder if God's God, he's He's the one that's, how do I get? How He do, wants us to partner with him, though. That's the whole part. Is that anything? we're
2: going to be, you know, this is like someone, you know, Paul, Paul Billheimer said, you know, this is this is training for raining, right? Mm-hmm. So what we're doing now is that remember there is a forever involved here? And by the way, the real prize is not heaven. The real prize when you uh, when is that you'll get the forgiveness of sins and you get a life with God. That's right. That's the prize. That you get the Holy Spirit. Now you're one with God, and now you get to walk with God for the rest of your life. You can know God now, right here on the earth, and you can then know therefore knowing forever. That's the prize. Yeah, yeah, thinking, I, you know,
3: can I can I cut in when you went to uh, Israel going into? You and Israel going into the Syrian captivity, then uh, Judah going into the Babylonian captivity. And then Jeremiah uh, making the people aware of why they're in there. Now, God said something to Jeremiah to give to the people. Now, they're going to be oppressed. And at this particular time, Nebuchadnezzar is the leader of Babylon. You've been taken out of your land, and the word lets us know that they are weeping and all of these particular things, And but God has an end, an expectation for them, and he says, when you search me with your whole heart, then will I be found in you, and i return you from your captivity, but then God told them something, going to prayer, God said to them, the same nation that killed their husbands and killed their sons and looted the temple and took everything to Babylon, God said Pray for the peace Mm -hmm. of where they are so that they will have peace in it. Mm. He said, pray for the peace, for the wellness, for the prosperity, for the soundness, for the wholeness. Pray for the peace of where you are so that you might have peace in it. Some Christians will look at the things that we're going through. I'm not praying for that. All of this... How can you expect things to get better because you don't want to pray due to the fact that things are not like you want them to be? Think about what I just said. How do you expect things to get better if things are bad? And you're saying, since things are bad and they're treating me so bad, I'm not going to pray. Why wouldn't you pray for the peace of America if you feel that America is bad so that you can have peace in it? If God says pray for the peace so that you'll have peace, that means that God is going to place give peace in the place. The word tells us that we pray believing we shall receive what we ask for. Hmm. So we make our petitions known to God. We made our requests known to God. I can go all the way to the New Testament where Paul's giving the pastorals when he's, I believe it's 1 Timothy chapter 2 when Paul is talking to Timothy and he said, pray for the kings, Pray for those who are in authority. Once again, you're praying for peace. Mm -hmm. And what we do in this nation, I I watch the networks and hear these people, and you hear more vitriol and evil speaking. Mm -hmm. And and then the church, some people in the church follow, and you could tell whose voice they're listening to because they say the same thing that those people are saying. (laughs) Instead of saying what God tells you to say, God says pray Mm -hmm. for it. Mm. You can pray that you can pray. I mean, I'll pray in a minute when people do things that are wicked and ungodly. I'll say, Lord, I pray now in the name of Jesus that the trap that they look to set, the snare that they look to set, turn it on them so that they will repent and know that you are God. Now, whether Mm. they repent or not, that's on them. But they need to know that he, if you want to call me a hater for that, you call me a hater. But that's what God's word says I'm the do, because his word says the snare that you look to set for your enemy can be turned on you. If you rejoice when your enemy has a fall, then it can come to you. And so we pray. If you want a better nation, then you pray for your nation. You don't get in. You don't get in. You criticize. And as much as I don't like the way things are going right now, and I'll say what I don't like, I don't look at the president and call, I may want to in my flesh, but I don't call him names and all of this because I know what the word of God says. Mm-hmm. I do look at him when he opens his mouth and I get vexed in my spirit because a lot of things are said that are not true. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to say, yeah, he's saying things that are true, but yeah. you know, I'm going to, once again, I need to pray. And at times you need mm-hmm. to pray, Lord, help me. That's true. So man. that you can do what it is you need to do so when you're talking about praying not only are you making petitions or supplications for others but you need to make it for yourself as well and it's so important that you pray for your nation Mm -hmm. and that's what is being missed when and that's why i'm saying we get yeah, we we need to be aware of politics but we don't need to become political Mm -hmm. because we see what's happening with those who have become political and if you look at if you look at it there is an entity or a group out there, and it looks like it's of Satan. And the reason I'm saying that is because I'm looking at what the Bible says about Satan. It says that he is, a, he is an accuser of the brethren. That's it right. says that he is a slanderer. It says that he is a liar. Proverbs chapter 6 speaks of six things that God hates, and, and, and seven as abomination, and two of them has to do with lying because the first thing is the lying tongue and another one the one that brings false accusations and so I'm seeing a lot of this and all of this is of Satan. You see another group that seem to want to bring up the issue seem to know a little bit about debating because they'll, you know, they can be of the, the the negative because the other one definitely is not the affirmative, but they'll sit there and they'll bring out the harms and the logical fallacies that these people are putting out there. But the other group just does ad hominem. Uh, to me, ad hominem is another name for accuse of the brethren. When That's you're right. just sitting there and you're attacking, when you're attacking somebody. And so as believers, we need to look and see what is acting like Satan and, and, and what do we see that we're not gonna say that we're not going to say this is all of God, but what do we see that's trying to use some civility? Hmm. And then from that particular point, now we start praying. That's right. We start praying. We because then we can pray intelligently. You're not just putting up some words, but you're praying intelligently. And I believe this is where this is where the church in some areas, not all areas, because if so, you wouldn't have fifty day fight. But in some areas. It's just flat out coming short. I was listening to uh, a a number of the young men in in, in my ministry. They're really on top of things, and they'll be sending things in, sending things in. And I was listening to Marcus Rogers, and uh, you've probably heard of Marcus Rogers. Uh, But he had something really, really good out there, and he was bringing out how there is a strong delusion. Mm Mm-hmm. Taking place right now, and then there's something you all sent to me recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, a guy, I don't know if he was in Indiana, or Illinois, but he was bringing out the same thing, and some of the people got up and walked out. Well, me and one of the elders in the church were saying, "I don't see anything he said that was not true that would cause you to get up and walk out." But Marcus Rogers, with everything that he was bringing out, I look at the, at the another interview, and these people want to discuss whether he's Trinitarian or oneness. Oh, my Lord. And I'm like, this is the problem with the church. We've got all these issues, and we have no watchmen. Yep. We're still we're still dealing with, according to Hebrews 6, elementary principles. Elementary. You want to sit here and deal with elementary principles, and while you're doing this, Satan is constantly advancing. Yep. He's steadily advancing, and you're dealing with elementary principles. That's We have exactly to leave it. elementary principles, and we need to deal with the issues of the day, and then we seek God's face for them.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? We One of the prayers we, we pray all the time with my boys is just the Lord's prayer. For his favor. And he just flat out says, you know, to pray, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Mm-hmm. And so this is what I want you to get. The point is that God has invited you to join him, which is what Daniel is saying. He's invited for you to pray. Okay, his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, one of the things is is that if you're gonna be praying the will of heaven on earth, then you need to go to heaven. <laughs> when you go there, you're reading your Bible, you are communing with the Holy Spirit. When you commune with God in His in His domain, you're gonna come back here and go, huh, I sure would like it to be like that here. Do you see what I'm saying? And so you can now, you have been commissioned. to pray that way and I will say this I know you can see that when Daniel he starts with prayer but again he has some actions Mm -hmm. and there's some fighting there's some 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 actual preservatives in what he's trying to do to fight and so you can see here how prayer also is a way for us to engage the world that we're living in it's allow us to join God in what he's doing it allows us to declare on earth what God has already declared and when we do that That power that he has given us, the power over your body, the power over your domain, the people around you can now be affected by that Holy Spirit. And this is all because God is inviting you to join him in heaven. And when you come back and land on this earth, you join him again and you see that he wants to take this to the whole world, and it's just a simple thing. And you know, I know when I was a kid, it was always hard because God's so big and so smart. How am I supposed to know what to pray? How, <laughs> and as you get older, you start to realize. Wow, I guess I do know a few things I could pray. You know the things that I know that God would really like to see done here. So, but um, I know you got a few more guests coming up. What are the last couple of guests you want to talk about? I know we're in, ending it with Lucas Miles.
2: Yeah, well, we're ending with Lucas Miles. He wrote the book The Christian Left, and we have Lieutenant Colonel Alan West come, still coming up, uh, David Barton still coming up, and you know just a bunch of others. Uh, Kevin Sorbo's coming up, and so we, you know we've got a great list of uh, guests and what have you. And of course, you know. Uh, I, let me just share. You know, the Jeremiah twenty nine eleven says, "What?" Oh, you're knocking
0: he, down my wife's little Asian figurines. He says, "For you, for you <laughs> know."
2: That? He said, "For you know, the plans that I have for you, right?" Their and, heads didn't come off, and so, <laughs> the pl- you know. So remember that. For you know the plans that I have for you. You know, plans that, be, You know, give you a hope in a future. Well, that's was all predicated upon. Them doing what Doctor Dozier talked about—that mm-hmm. you pray for the peace of the city of where you're at. That's right. So, so then he said, "For you know the plans I have for you." So that was to take place there. Now, when I go back as I started this, you know, with Psalm 78, and it says there that they turned back from the day of battle. Then you find out why. It says number one, they did not keep covenant. Mm-hmm. Number two, they refused to walk in their in His laws. And number three, they forgot his, the His deeds. So when you think about that, first of all, they said, you know, we're in rebellion. We're not going to do your cup. We're not going <laughs> to walk in agreement with you. Number two, they knew his law because only by knowing your law can you then refuse to walk in it. But So, so they knew it. They had a head knowledge, but they didn't have experiential knowledge. They weren't walking in the things of God. And so therefore, without that walking in the things of God, you don't really have too much authority to pray. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And then thirdly, they forgot his deeds. And what is this whole agenda is about? Let's forget the real let's forget the history. Let's forget about what God did. Let's mm-hmm. forget how we are rooted in Christian Judeo principles. Let's forget about, you know, that they left, you know, England to come here for the religious pursue religious freedom and so forth. Let's forget all that. Mm-hmm. Forget the deeds of God. And see and so just on an individual basis and so forth, if you're finding yourself in a place where You know, you're gonna turn back in the day of battle? Why? He said, But if you have really that life in God, Mm -hmm. then it doesn't matter if you're gonna get I mean, because you win. No matter what, you're gonna win. And and what does it say is we've learned from you know General McClain, he shared it in the launch. He said he said, Who are the who who are those that are separated from God? You know, and revelation first of all it's the cowardly Mm -hmm. and the unbelieving. Wow. That lines right up with those in in Ephraim. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they were cowardly. They turned back in the day of battle. Mm-hmm. Why? Because they were unbelieving. They didn't have faith. They didn't walk in the things of God. Yep. And so that's yeah. where we as Christians here in America, we've been, we've been raising up an audience and we were, should be an army. An audience will never go to battle. An mm-hmm. audience will never go to battle, but an army will. And it's time to turn the audience into an army. Mm-hmm. Awesome. It's time to walk in the things of God. And then by doing that, then you have the authority to pray in the things of God. That's right. And so I just want to challenge everybody to do that, you know, to, to walk in what you know, amen? amen. You know, don't keep on going from one sermon to the next and not doing the word of God. Don't be a fool according to Jesus, but walk in that word, amen? Get solid in your relationship with Jesus Christ and then let's work together and pray together to see what God would do in this country.
0: I think Doctor Dozer was having like a, a, like he just dozed off and had like some kind of epiphany. I just know it.
3: I saw the light. <laughs> I had it. I had a big flashback and sat here. And <laughs> to be honest with you, I think I almost fell out the chair. I got so
1: deep with it.
3: <laughs> but I went back to my family. at moved, and it's about prayer. I've known how to pray since I, since I was a kid, and I didn't know I knew how to pray. What I remember, my family moved from New York City to North Carolina. We lived on the east coast of North Carolina, about maybe 44 miles from North Fork or so. And there was a storm. I mean, it was a storm. I don't know if it was a hurricane or what. I just know it was a storm. I was a kid. And my my brother and sister, they're older than me. My sister, 13, my brother, 11. I had another sister. Had another sister. She's gone on. She was two years older than me. Uh, I was fairly young, quite young, and uh, maybe about five, and I could feel the storm kind of like moving the house, and it was (laughs) a fairly newly built house, because my dad built it as soon as we moved from New York, but I could feel the storm moving the house, and I just got into this deep prayer during the whole storm, and all I prayed was, Lord, save me. And I could hear my brother and sister laughing at me, but I didn't care. I kept praying. Mm -hmm. And then I went on. I got so deep. I said, Lord, if you don't save anybody else, (laughs) just save me. That was one of the most (laughs) selfish prayers you could have And they were (laughs) hollering. But I was so deep in that prayer. And I believe the Lord heard my prayer because the house, nothing broke down and (laughs) anything like that. Now, let's fast forward into some adult years and and my good friend, Daniel, Daniel came to, to Tampa. He's from Clearwater. He came back from Nigeria in 1997, and I met him in 1997. He came over by my <laughs> ministry. I never met him a day before in my life. And, well, a couple of decades, decades late, I was, you know, we were we – were, I was blessed to go over to Nigeria with him where he'd started ministry. he gone in where the, he actually gone in where pagans were and idol worshippers were and witch doctors and voodoo people. And, and this is really, this is no makeup. This part is not funny. This is for real. And people, you know, people have saved. You got pastors, a multiplicity of pastors, double digit pastors. And so we went over there and we, and we taught and we ministered. We took some Bibles, we took some clothes, we did this and that. But we landed in Lagos, but we had to, we had to drive to a town. First, we flew to a town called Wari. And then we had to fly, we had to drive to a town called Sapley. And their roads are a little bit different from ours. <laughs> you don't see any speed limits. You don't see any police on the road. You do see vehicles on the roadside sideways upside down whatever but you see them on the roadside where they see like they've been crashed and they've left there and you could be driving down the road and all of a sudden you may think you're on the moon because you go into some craters and I'm not making any of this up Dan you can inter- intervene anytime you want and so we go there and it's like in a movie because when you're driving and you get near people oh you hear horns going off beep, beep 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 and I'm like oh man, I've only seen this on TV, beep, 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 and then everybody goes in the intersection at the same time, because there's no lights in the intersection, and so you have these little three-wheel vehicles called kikis, and you have cars, you have three people on a motorcycle, people falling off the motorcycle, getting back on the motorcycle, continue to ride, and cars are in the intersection, and it's like they're just going around, weaving around, nobody doing like uh, yielding to the right-of-way, and so after we've been there a couple weeks, we're headed back to Worry, so that we can fly to Lagos and do whatever, and so as we're as we're driving, the guy's driving and, and it's like, he speeds up and slows down and <laughs> it slows down and so I, you know, I pray a little bit, I pray, cause Lord, give us safe, have the mercies to Worry, give us safe, give us safe keep us safe because it seems a little dangerous and so, <laughs> after I finished praying Daniel says uh, can we, uh can we just pray? I said, uh, Daniel already prayed about it. He said, oh, that's all right. A little more more prayer won't hurt. The more more prayer won't hurt. So Daniel says, Lord, he said, I thank you. And I pray that you give Wilson discernment. (laughs) see the potholes in the road up ahead (laughs) (laughs) and that you would get us there safely. So what I'm saying is, listen, you can pray to God about anything. You can pray to God about storms. You can pray to God about having safe traveling mercies on the Mm. road. You communicate with God. You're his child. And he hears you. Some of the things, just like we, he might laugh at some of the things. Maybe I don't know, but he hears you. Daniel was serious. He he felt that it wouldn't hurt to pray a little bit more about those giant-sized craters. He called them potholes. I called them craters Mm -hmm. that went the road, and we made it safe, and we got back to the United States. Mm -hmm. I just, I just wanted to share that that with you all because that was, was, as we were talking about (laughs) prayer, I thought about that, and it just caused me to just lean and smile a little bit. That's
0: good. That's good. That was awesome. So I was praying a little bit about this whole thing. And number one, when pastor dozer talked about, you know, cause my son, he loves to make fun of Biden. Okay. Because, oh. you know, I mean, it's hard not to, cause they show some of these clips and you're just, you know, he can't find his way off stage and you're just thinking to yourself, That's Oh my Lord, is how, is, my how does this make us, you know, look here? And, uh, you know, it, it's just embarrassing. And so, you know, a kid can see this and, We try and tell them. And so I got pretty convicted that we're supposed to be praying for the peace of our country. And the fact that, you know, here he is, you know, voting conservative, but he hasn't become a party. And so this is really important for us to remember. And the last thing I wanted to say is this, that when you pray, you really can go to heaven. You can walk and talk with God in the garden of your heart. And that you can have peace. You can have a relationship with him. And when you do that, you will remember who you are. And see, we need to remember who we are as Christians. That we have forgotten something about ourselves. We have come along the coattails of the previous generation, and they are the ones that we have all these freedoms, and we are about to lose these freedoms because we have not stood up for them. And But when we remember who we are, we can also help our country to remember who they Amen. are. Amen. That our country would not let little panties on a tree go unnoticed, Amen. unaddressed. That we would not deal with these atrocities. That people would not be allowed, grown men allowed to come into school children and parade their sexuality in front of our children. We wouldn't consider that to be something that's that's normal. We would stand up to what's happening. And remember, there is a reason why they persecuted Jesus. There is a reason why they killed him is because he came here from his father and he came to deliver his will. And so I love this idea of standing up. 50 days of fighting, one for every single state in the country. And uh, thank you so much for coming today, Daniel and Dr. Dozer. And uh, you guys are an encouragement, and it's just awesome to see how I know he has, you can see he's a little more tired than usual because Daniel, but he came fired today. But it's so much to, to put all these people and places together. And it just proves that he believes in prayer. So how can, last last, last thing, how can we join you, Daniel? Well, and,
2: yeah, just again, go to thefight.live. Uh, you can go there. You can email us with any questions or anything you might have, thefight.live. That's probably the easiest way to go. And uh, join us. Please join us. And, you know, we just crying out for the mercies of God because, obviously, we're deserving judgment. We're asking God to stay his judgment and be merciful yes, to us. Yes, yes. And so we, as we come humbly before him and just pleading with him, uh, Lord, to give us more times so that we can have that impact uh, on, our, on our globe and especially on our directly in our communities and our country.
1: That's well, great. We'll make sure we put a link up for that, you guys, so that you can find it in our show notes, as always.
3: Dr. Dozer, you want to do the honors? Father, we bless you. And we honor you. We give you thanks for your goodness and your mercy. We thank you, Lord God, for even placing your worthiness upon us, Lord God, so that we might be worthy to address your people, Lord, and even those who may be hearing right now who have not come to save and grace in you. And I pray, Lord, that the words that are spoken today will be encouraging to your people. Mm. And once again, those who have not come to know you, that even now, they would recognize the need to have you as their Lord and Savior. I pray, Lord, that your people will become cognizant of the importance of making wise decisions when it comes to the leadership of this nation and even if they be in other nations where they have the opportunity uh, to partake in that process. And I pray, Lord, for every vessel that's, that's sitting here in this particular studio, that you will bless them, Lord, bless the work of their hand, and that the work that is being done to get the word out will continue. I pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus for Daniel Bernard, I pray for Somebody Cares Tampa Bay, and I pray, Lord, that as the 50-day fight takes place, Lord, that you will do something great as we trust and rely upon you. Even as we read in the book of Acts, when there were those in the church who were, were who were threatened, there was threatenings that there were threats that were breathed out, and Lord, they prayed. They prayed, Lord, they prayed for Peter and John, and the word says that you filled the place where they were, you caused the place to shake, and you filled them with your Holy Spirit, and they all went about proclaiming your word with boldness, and many were added. I pray, Lord, that during this time of this. Uh, 50 day prayer That many people will be imbued With boldness which can only come from you And that as as they're imbued As we're imbued with this boldness That we will declare your truth We will declare your word Mm. And we will declare your name And we thank you Lord God That that, Lord such A thing could lead to a great And mighty revival Mm. And we believe you Lord even now We believe you even now that revival can come not just to this nation, but to the world. We're specifically speaking of our nation right now. Mm. So we believe you for it in the name of Jesus. We believe you that things can be turned around. Your word tells us that you hate workers of iniquity, according to Psalm 5.5. And Lord God, we are not workers of iniquity, Lord, Mm -hmm. but we are those who stand on your will, Lord, and we're willing to be empowered by you, Lord God, so wickedness can be overcome. So, Lord, as I pray this prayer today with my brothers and my sister... I pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus that you, Lord, will look into my heart and that you will see the sincerity of my heart and the sincerity of our hearts, Lord. And I pray, God, that this prayer will be answered. And I pray, Lord, that your church will move in boldness. I pray, God, that leaders, pastors, and whoever it may be, Lord, I pray that they will overcome fear, they will overcome trepidation. And, Lord God, that they will not look for popularity, Lord, but that they will be proclaimers of your will and Mm -hmm. your word i pray god that you will give them eyes to be watchmen in these end times to see mm-hmm. what is taking place and to sound the trumpet lord in the earth and we do give you honor and glory and praise believing that these things will be done in jesus name amen
0: amen amen, amen.
3: all right god bless
0: all you and again this goes out around the world and we know that um, many people are watching what will happen here in america and right now our fate is really being decided and it's decided by when we go to our father in prayer and we begin to entreat him for our country and our family and our friends god bless each one of you
1: hi everyone this is alex and dr dennis is going to tell you all the science behind what i'm about to tell you and kevin might be able to too i'm not i'm just going to tell you my own personal experience with using ProTandem. so my hair, because of my thyroid, has not grown in years. But I thought, you know, I'm just going to get serious about taking Protandem, the trisynergizer, all three, and see how it goes for a few weeks. And my hair growth was noticeable, not just to me, but to Kevin and also to uh, my, one of my beauty gurus. She noticed that my hair is growing back stronger and it's growing back faster. My hair hasn't grown in years. I mean, as a woman, That's not what you want, right? So I'm so happy to have my hair growing again. I'm not making this up. I wouldn't tell you something that I didn't really believe in, and I believe in this. Also, I have a great story about my dog. Kevin ran over our dog, broke his hip, poor baby. I had to throw him under the bus here. And um, that dog, because of that, has some osteoarthritis in that hip. And every now and then, it's noticeable. He'll start limping and not stepping on that leg. And I thought, you know what, I have some Pet Tandem in the cabinet. Let me just try giving it to him because I'd had it for a little bit and didn't give it to him. So I gave him, um, according to his weight, two of the Pro Tandem tablets. And the next day, normally he'd be like that for a week or two, you know, even with some other supplements. But the next day after taking the Pro Tandem, he's been using that leg and he has not been doing that since. It's kind of amazing. So I highly recommend it and we'll have a link for it in case you want to check it out for yourself on the show notes. Thanks you guys.